0: Help keep Kinks and Beats Daily alive with a $4 monthly contribution and receive exclusive bonus episodes as our thank you to you. Visit herohabit.com slash shop for more details. Welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. This is your host Tony Fry. We are on episode 174. Whew. Cruising through this catalog, guys. Today we're talking about the song Black Messiah, Messiah by the Kinks. This is, uh, I'm hesitant to cover this one. It was released May 17th, 1976 on the Misfits album, which everybody knows I enjoy. Before I get more emails talking about how I need to give Misfits a second chance, Brad, I like this album, okay? If you have the CD, your track lineup is uh, that of the UK release of this LP where the song where this song is the third of the album. In the US LP, uh on the on the US LP, Black Messiah is the second track of the second side. So they just swapped um spots. The song was released as the B-side to Live Life in the US on October 11th, 1978 the version on the B-side is a different mix than what appears on the record with verses appearing in a different order. This single did not chart in the US. Then on September 29th, 1978, this new edit was released um, uh, as the A-side in the UK. And this single also did not chart. Folks, this is a tough song to analyze on many levels. And uh, with today's climate it's even more uh i don't know, it raises more questions than it answers musically it gets a little odd because ray is clearly commandeering reggae music to deliver this message and i don't have a problem with that uh music is is 12 notes it is the vibration of sound it's up for anybody to take um no music you like would be uh, around if it weren't for another music that you don't like, right? It all feeds off each other. So if if he wants to do reggae, that's fine. And this band is actually turning in a pretty solid performance. There's some cool music going on in this one. But then he superimposes a Dixieland band on top of it. And while I like the the reggae stuff and I like the Dixieland stuff, putting them on top of each other almost seems disrespectful to both genres. Um, And I don't know if that was intentional to be Dixieland or if they just didn't know how to write uh, a reggae horn section. But regardless, it's a weird um, combination. And when you couple that with Ray's affected accent and some of the lyrics, the way he wrote the lyrics, like say, they black and I white. It's not clear if Ray is paying homage or making fun. And in this particular song, that is a line that we need to see clear. You know, Randy Newman is notorious for writing songs from other people's perspectives. Right? He is singing as this unlikable person. He's not expressing his views. He's expressing somebody else's views in the first person. This is a song we really want to be sure where Ray is singing this from. Um, So uh, because is the song written from the perspective of a racist or is the song written by a racist and Rolling Stone reviewer, Ken Emerson said that the song doesn't really answer this question. It asks the question, but it doesn't answer it in the introduction. Ray seems to be pointing to the hypocrisy of, let's face it, white people calling for racial equality in public, but not really believing it when um, when he says, what if I told you God was black? I bet you wouldn't believe it. That's his way of saying, look, you guys are all talking about everybody should be free. Everybody should be equal. We should all have equal rights, you know, um, but. When somebody says, you know, Jesus was Middle Eastern, he was probably black. You're like, no, Jesus was white. All of a sudden there's that distinction. So he's pointing out the hypocrisy that a lot of people have. You know, as if to say the moment these people are pushed into a corner to confront their own beliefs, they will default to thinking they're better than black people or women or whatever the case is. Right. There's a there's a point when some of these people and he's talking about a specific person, a specific type of person that you know, in using today's terms is woke up to the point when they're actually forced to confront their, their public beliefs and they clash with their personal beliefs. All right. So I'm on board with that. Let's address that hypocrisy because by addressing it, we can break it down and people can see their, you know, the error in their ways and can come around to, to the right side of history. It's a fairly biting commentary, but it's a pretty fair assessment of that certain type of person. But in the next verse, he speaks about being, quote, the only honky living on an all-black street and complains that they knock him down because they're brown and he's white. Okay, so who is the commentary on now? At first, it was pointed at hypocritical white folks, and now it seems to be saying you guys are just as racist as we are. And while that also might be a fair statement, it does it does contradict the attitude of the first verse, because the first verse, he's he is addressing the hypocrisy and in the second verse he is seemingly become the hypocrite then we go to white's white black's black and that's that and that's the way you should leave it so equality isn't something we should be striving for anymore what does that line even mean the last chorus changes the lyrics from they say a black messiah to don't want no black messiah, but then says we have to show a little give and take, live with a little less hate, a little how about a lot less hate, work it out and sort it out. So there are a lot of conflicting messages in these lyrics, and like that Rolling Stone reviewer said, Ray does nothing to give us some finality, there's no clarity on where this song's position is, and not every song needs to have a position. But if you name your song Black Messiah, and you're talking about getting beat up by black guys and talking about God being black and, you know, a black Messiah is going to come set the world on fire, you should have a... That song, this subject matter, needs to have a certain level of clarity and a, and a and a distinct message. Um, I'd imagine had this song been released in 2020 for the first time, there'd be a lot more scrutiny over these lyrics. And it certainly wouldn't have been released a single in the US. At least not with these exact lyrics. It's almost as if Ray wanted to write a lyric that could be, and this is putting it in modern terms, but it could be sung on both sides of a Black Lives Matter protest. Depending on how they interpret the lyrics. And I don't think this is the type of song that, like I said, that you want to have that ambiguity. I can't tell from these lyrics if the singer, I'm going to even remove Ray from it. Let's assume that this is a character, um, you know, a character study that he's, that he's doing. this is not autobiographical because that is how Ray's work tends to be. I can't tell from this lyric if this guy is pro equality or anti equality because he, he insinuates both throughout the song. He flat out says both throughout the song so as a whole i think ray falls short on his intention whatever his intention would be if his intention was to write a song um, from the point of view of a racist he fell short and if his intention was to fall to 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 make a mockery of racists and take that point of view he's fallen short Um, the lyrics tread dangerously close to mockery with the way in which some of them are written. And like I said earlier, the way some of them are sang, but that said the band sounds great. And there's some fantastic instrumental work from everybody on this track. And even though it is a song that lyrically, I'm not sure I should enjoy musically. I actually like the song quite a bit. It's one of my favorite tracks on the album and I'm not even a huge reggae fan, but they, they, they do good stuff on it. This is a good song and it's produced. Well, um, it's a good track I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts on this am I misreading this? am I misinterpreting this? Um, did I miss an interview where Ray explains it better? you know I didn't even go look in the book I should have looked in, in his autobiography to see if it mentions this song in particular but um, yeah let me know what you think give me a call 925-494-1739 Email me, kinksandbeats at herohabit.com. Uh, make sure to leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Visit herohabit.com um, for all the information you need to get a hold of me on this podcast. And of course, join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash kinksandbeats, where we will chat about stuff. Um, and if you can, swing $4 a month to keep us ad-free and to keep it uh, this show in production. You can do that at Hero Habit as well. All right. I will talk to you all next time. Thanks for downloading. I hope you enjoyed. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by herohabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. Herohabit.com collect your heroes.